depression is not an emotional imbalance. It is a mental imbalance. And the mental imbalance of not feeling as though you can act when you need to act. And often that is actually an expression. Depression is an expression of feeling anger, which is fire of discontentment in the moment, but not being able to act on it not being able to express it. And so that energy, instead of that energy of frustration and discontentment of the moment, not being able to act to bring it into balance, implodes often through story. Story, I can't do this, I can't do that, this is circumstantial, you know, blah, 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 blah. Implodes on the body. And that is what the experience of depression is. Namo Narayan, and welcome to Life, the Consciousness and Connection Podcast. We are coming to you from the beautiful Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. In this podcast, we will be offering you discussions and down-to-earth practical tools to inspire you to live and embody your fullest potential. And now, allow me to introduce your host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Here at Niwas, she is the spiritual director and head teacher. She is an accomplished artist, writer, inspirational speaker, and karma sannyasin. She guides through foundations of love, service, and connection to Gaia. She has traveled the world speaking and teaching techniques and esoteric anatomy that can be used in daily life. If you are seeking to bring greater meaning to your life and the world around you, elevate your consciousness, and build connection, this podcast is for you. Hello again, and Namona Ryan, it's Chai Chai, and as you all know, I'm a longtime student here at Ishtadev Niwas Ashram. This episode is another timeless lecture from the 2021 Karma to Dharma program. Sanyasi Shivani explains depression through the lens of the chakras and offers us a way out, as in, she helps us understand what makes up the mechanics of depression. She also explains why, as a society, we are experiencing higher rates of anxiety and depression and how the symptoms of COVID were an individual and a collective purification to help us step into something more, something beyond the mind, something more in the heart-mind connection. Our Western society has a large foundation in Manipur Chakra, and if you experience depression, you are definitely not alone. Her invitation is to see depression as a message of our soul, telling us that we can no longer step forward from the foundation we are currently operating from, and that we need to shift into a foundation of trust so that we can come into the foundation of the heart. If you are currently experiencing depression, please remember what Sanyasi Shivani said. Even if it is cloudy, the sun is shining. The light is there. Even if you cannot see it, faith is there. Even if you can only feel fear, if you are hearing this, it's because you are ready. So stop doubting yourself and start trusting the work. Lastly, she reminds us that we need not rush this process. On the contrary, we need to slow down and do the work that will help us expand our capacity to feel the interconnectivity with all.
Namonarayan and enjoy. Namonarayan, everybody. It is Shivani here. Uh, today's lecture is about yoga and depression. Um, and it is one that has been requested because such an important topic um, as many people in our Western society, especially uh, experience times of depression or chronic depression or circumstantial depression or um, chemical depression, or there is different types of depression. But I wanted to talk to you about um, my perspective on depression uh, in working with people with depression for the last 16 years or so. Um, my own experience of depression and help hopefully give you some, some points of orientation that might help understand depression from a different way. So first of all, depression lives in Manipura Chakra. Okay. Manipura Chakra, of course, is the solar plexus or the belly button. It's the home of right action. It's the home of the Gyandria of the eyes and the Karmandriya of the feet. So your eyes and your feet are really uh, are very much connected to Manipura and therefore very connected to all of the um, qualities or the personalities of, of Manipura. And those personality traits of Manipura Chakra are um, control, surrender, depression, anger, um, contentment, and when we are experiencing depression, what it actually is, is the energy of Manipura Chakra is imploding on the body. So usually the energy of Manipura Chakra is Samana Vayu, which is spirals out. Um, when that energy is turned in and implodes on the body, then we get this sucker punched feeling. Like we literally, we close our hearts down and we just can't function we can't act and be able to act you have the right to act is actually the right of Manipura Chakra so depression is actually um, connected to the mind because Manamaya Kosha is connected to Manipura Chakra okay so depression is not an emotional imbalance it is a mental imbalance and the mental imbalance of not feeling as though you can act when you need to act. And often that is actually an expression. Depression is an expression of feeling anger, which is fire of discontentment in the moment, but not being able to act on it, not being able to express it. And so that energy, instead of that energy of frustration and discontentment of the moment, not being able to act to bring it into balance implodes often through story, story, I can't do this, I can't do that, this is circumstantial, you know, blah, 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 implodes on the body. And that is what the experience of depression is. Uh, and it's very much connected into the tamaguna, right, of inertia, because it, it doesn't act, it doesn't move. And it's crippling. And I think it's really important to learn about these things to teach our children about these things when we're not in a state of depression. Because when you are in a state of depression, when you are in the experience of the frequency of depression, 
it is very challenging to take on new information because the Thomas doesn't want to move. The Thomas doesn't want to uh, act. It wants to stay where it is on the couch, in bed, covers over your head because it has identified with whatever reality or story that is holding itself back. Now, there are different types of depression. There is a chemical imbalance depression, okay? Uh, and there is circumstantial depression. I remember once I was in my mid-20s and I was moving through an incredible time of intense depression um, to the point where I actually went to a doctor, uh, um, a homeopathic doctor, um, to see if I could get something to help because I was um, drinking a fair amount of alcohol uh, to help myself numb because that is the action of Manipura Chakra is to to dumb down. And so this is why alcoholism is actually very much connected to anger and depression with alcoholism is connected to the anger, not being able to move. And so you're, you're burning up inside because the fire is taking over, but you don't want to feel the fire. So you drink so that everything else heats up and then you can't feel how hot the liver is anymore. And then you sober up and everything else cools down, but then you feel how the liver is hot which it comes through as an expression of anger, but then you can't act on the anger for whatever reason. And that implodes into depression. And then you drink again to not feel that way. This is the cycle. And, uh, you know, I went to this homeopathic doctor and I said, you know, they, she said, why, why do you think you're depressed? And I said, well, I don't know. I think I'm depressed. I probably, you know, need some sort of medication or that. Isn't that what people do when they're depressed? They need help. They need that. And she said, well, what's going on? And I said, well, you know, what do you mean? What's going on? Like, my partner's cheated on me. My grandmother has just died, who was one of the most dearest people to me in the world in New Zealand, and I couldn't get back in time for the funeral. And one of my closest friends who lived in the attic of my house, we had four different apartments in the same house, and I was on the first floor and he was on the attic floor, which is two stories up, had uh, had a psychotic reaction to marijuana uh, on Valentine's Day when he was having a date with some girl up in his parents' condo downtown uh, and jumped, fell off the 12th story balcony. And she looked at me and she said, of course you're depressed. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, of course you're depressed. If you weren't depressed, there would be a bigger problem. And it had never dawned on me before that my experience of depression was not something that needed to be fixed. It was something that needed to be understood. And when I could understand why I felt so helpless that I couldn't act about these things, I couldn't get back to New Zealand. I couldn't ask my, my lover to stop bringing home other women because he just wouldn't. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, bring my friend back to life. I, was, I couldn't act. Um, and this had made me feel incredibly paralyzed and very isolated. Um, to my uh, expression because every time I would say a part of the story to somebody there would be a yeah there 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 why are you dating the schmuck anyway there 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 oh that's really terrible but you know like 
things happen. There, 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 you know, it's, and it wasn't helping me understand why I was relating to these circumstances in a place that was rooted um, in helplessness and uh, experienced through depression. And when my teacher taught me about depression and money put a chakra and she would say, you know, depression or control and surrender and contentment. These are the flowers. These are the, this is what reality you create from what seeds you have planted in Muladhara chakra, which is faith or fear. If you plant fear, you're going to have, the flower of control, you're going to need the flower of depression, you're going to have the flower of, of discontentment. Because if you plant a sunflower, you will bloom a sunflower. If you plant a rose, you will bloom a rose. You can't bloom something from a different seed. You can't get a sunflower from a rose seed. And if you're going to plant fear, you're going to experience discontentment, control, and depression and anger. If you plant faith and trust, then you will experience surrender and contentment and um, right action, the ability to see clearly in right action. And this was really interesting to me because when we look at our society and how rampant depression is and how often people will take it as just a chemical reaction but the chemical reaction the chemical imbalance in your brain which is in the mind is the symptom of the identification of the frequency of anxiety and fear right the reason you have a physical imbalance in that chemical is because the samskaras have come through in a way that has given you this foundation of fear. And then you try and take antidepressants to rebalance this chemical. But what that actually does is it doesn't rebalance the chemical imbalance. It stops you feeling the depression, which doesn't rebalance the root cause of the frequency that has been identified. And people, I've known people, I've known clients that have been um, on antidepressants for 10, 15 years, years. And they finally realize that they can't live the rest of their life not feeling. And they start to come off and then the stuff of what they were on their antidepressants to start with starts to come to the surface again. And then they think that it's the problem is that they've gone off the medication. It's not that they've gone off the medication properly with your doctor's guidance and gradually and yada, 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 you know, you know what? Um, it's that the problem, the imbalance in the frequency that has been identified with that didn't get dealt with, got a plaster or a bandaid put over it with the antidepressants. And when you take that bandaid off, this is still here, but this is why yoga when you're below ground zero is, is actually very helpful because while you're here with your bandaid on, you start to learn the tools and the techniques and everything to bring yourself into a frequency of awareness and into a frequency of balance so that when you take it off, it's not that this is not there anymore, but as this comes to the surface, 
you are able to start to interact with it in a different way. And in that different way, you are able to balance it and recalibrate it. Because depression is actually life force energy locked in a steel box, imploding, right? Depression is an incredibly, incredible waste of life force energy. When you, if you look at society and you look at how much anxiety there is, you're going to see the depression. And right now, uh, I feel that people are starting to really see the imbalances, the physical, tangible, collective imbalances in the minds of our society that is creating a lot of strife and a lot of suffering and a lot of um, anger, right? Because there's been a lot of people that have been very angry for a very long time, but they don't even understand why. Because when you have all of society telling you more is better, faster is better, money is better, bigger is better, doing more, having more, you know, is better, Look after yourself. Look after your family. The, the world, the earth will repair itself. It doesn't actually matter how much we're taking from the earth. It's just, it's fine. You know, when we've grown up, if you're 40 something, 30 something, maybe 20 something, maybe older, we have grown up in a society that has told us this every day. And if you're watching this, I would say, you're probably of a soul level that has been hearing this and goes, but what if it's not? What if this mentality of having more, doing more, being more is actually the paradigm of the shadow? What if the taking from the earth is the paradigm of the shadow? What if needing less is the paradigm of contentment? What if doing less, doing as in not being the doer, right? Not, not being an action, but not being the doer. What if not being the doer? What if doing less was the paradigm of contentment? What if needing less was the paradigm of contentment? Because these are the tenets of, of sannyas that have really touched my heart. Because in my direct experience of ashram life and of needing less and doing less and getting less and, and um, wanting less has actually freed up so much life force energy to come into a relationship with the earth of reciprocity. That's the word, reciprocity, sorry. England's not always my strong point. Um, of giving and receiving, not taking, right? And, and having less, doing less, not being the door, um, but fully being in action and participate, participating in life actually has given space to give more and to 
uh, in needing less, we actually have more to give. Uh, in being not being the doer actually allows us to create more, be creative in our life. And and Swami Ji, Swami Naranjan Ji has 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 said, you know, uh, the a sattvic life is a creative life. Um, and so this is, I, I, what if depression was a symptom that you have identified with a paradigm that is slowly killing you? What if depression is the symptom that you are hooked into a paradigm that your soul has not agreed to, that your soul does not want to live in? that there is something in your soul that's like, no, I will not allow actions to come forward in this direction anymore. You're going to feel very uncomfortable going in this direction, but everything around us is telling us that this is the direction we should be going in. And so it's paralyzing. What if this is what I, this is what I hypothesize. What if depression was the symptom that you were ready to shift paradigms? What if depression and anxiety were the symptoms that your soul does not want to go in that direction anymore? Because It's not that you don't experience fear when you are anchored in other paradigms. And it's not that you don't experience frustration or anger when you're in other paradigms. But as soon as there's anxiety, as soon as there's fear, as soon as there's a hint of frustration or anger, it is such an alarm bell in the realm of, for example, a fifth dimensional perspective. It's so foreign a frequency to that paradigm that it is a, uh, well, okay, something needs to be readjusted. And so you readjust it quickly and allow the chaos to subside and sattva to come back in. But what happens is, is in lower paradigms, in, in, in lower frequencies, the anxiety is such a foundation. And therefore, the anger is such a taboo that the anger implodes into depression and the masses can't move out of that paradigm. And what happens with that? Well, the fear comes into the desires, comes into the anger and the depression, and then comes up into grief. And as the collective consciousness then tries to shift up into a fifth dimensional perspective, shifting up into a new paradigm, all that fear and all that depression pushes up into grief. Where does grief live? In the heart. The fires incinerate the lungs. 
destroy the heart. Because the world is shifting paradigms. And so the world is being asked to shift paradigms with it. But if everybody's holding on to the paradigm of fear and anxiety and, and anger and depression, then as you get pushed up into that new paradigm, that's going to come through into the lungs. Do you see what we're talking about? Globally, you get a wave of energy that comes through the lungs that is makes you stop. You can't lift up into that paradigm. Now, I'm not saying that I am beyond getting COVID. I'm not beyond getting COVID at all. Goodness gracious, I have experienced enough grief and enough anger and enough depression. Like, you know, if there's remnants there, then it will come. But it doesn't have to. I don't believe it has to if we're able to align. And I'm not saying that, you know, that that is, is uh, that anybody's beyond it. And I think that sometimes uh, is Swami Shivananda. Swami Shivananda actually passed away from cancer. Um, I don't know how many of you actually know that. Um, Swami Shivananda died of cancer. And um, when somebody said to him, why do you have cancer? If you're enlightened, if you are a Satguru, if you are of the caliber of human that everybody proclaims you to be, if you're able to heal other people with the glance of your eye or the thought, if you're able to do all of that, how can you get cancer? And he said, the karmas have to be digested in this realm. And what, so what he was saying was that when you experience grace, when you experience a shift in karma from a satguru, the karma doesn't disappear. The karma doesn't magically balance. Like, Every, it's punamada. You can't take anything from anything without it going somewhere. You, you can't, in a dualistic reality, you can't take something from somewhere and just have it disappear. That The karma actually has to go somewhere. This is why I'm like, you cannot pay 150 bucks for somebody to balance your chakras because that means they would be able to take your karma. They actually have to take responsibility for some of that karma. Right? When, when a Mahatma blesses you out of karma, as, as Swami Naranjan said, I think it was New Year's or maybe it was Guru Purnima, I can't quite remember. But he was talking about um, Arjuna and Krishna and how the right relationship with the Guru is not to run to the Guru every five seconds with, oh, this problem and that problem and this problem and that problem. It's like sort your own problems out. But in faith, if there is a problem that you can't survive, then the guru will step in and, and, and help. But when the guru does that, they actually take on the, that karma. When they, when, they, when they shift your karma, they actually take on some of that karma. 
Um, and now the way that they purify it may come through their bodies completely differently to um, how it was coming through you, right? You know, like the difference between pneumonia and a sniffle, right? They may have balanced you out of pneumonia, um, but to them they would experience the sniffle, but they still have to experience it. Now, if you take an entire lifetime of giving blessings, if you take an entire lifetime of, of um, being a, a, a portal of grace, then all of those karmas are going to have to come through. And this is what Swami Shivananda had said, you know, all the karmas have to come through this realm. So to purify the karmas in this realm, my body has taken on it as cancer. You have to die of something. So die of that, die of that as an act of, um, of grace for the lessening, the suffering of, of thousands, hundreds of thousands, um, and allowing it to come, to come through your body. And this is what Amma also experienced when, when she would hug everybody and and be taking the hugging and giving blessings and taking karma giving blessings and taking karma and doing this and and then she would lie down and one of her one of her disciples said to her amaji like let me experience what you're experiencing let me feel let me take some of that from you because i don't want to see you going through this mount uh, mount of pain or suffering uh, every time you know you you do these hugging sessions because she would be blessing people and rebalancing their karmas, um, mine included, with my throat. And, uh, and she said, okay, I will give you a little bit. Because you have asked, I will give you a little bit of this so that you can understand. And so she did. And he was like knocked out for like three days with a fever, like couldn't function. Um, and he's, he was just like, this is grace that you would take this from everybody because you had the nervous system to be able to purify it through you. Um, so this is why like with COVID, nobody is immune to it, but you have to understand the level of soul that is getting it may also be getting it so that they can um, help more people, right? It's not always their karma that they are purifying. Like for example, if Swami Naranjan got it, you know, I would not for a second think that it was his grief and depression that was being rebalanced. Um, you know, no, I don't think he's gonna get it. Um, I hope this is making sense. When you can see a global pandemic in this way and what the symptomology of it and understanding that as I truly feel that we are shifting paradigms as a whole. There has to be a deep level of purification. And this means coming into peace. The mantra for Anahat Chakra is Om Shanti. And it is through anchoring into trust and surrendering the righteous ego surrendering the, the anger, not imploding into depression, but taking depression as a symptom 
that we cannot longer we can no longer step forward from the foundation that we are currently in we have to shift foundations into trust and then then our life force energy of our soul will continue to step forward this is going to allow us to shift paradigms into the foundation of the heart of anahat this will allow us to come into the interconnectivity really watching that any time there is isolation and separation which is really ironic because of the uh, isolation and social distancing that everybody is being asked to do but i don't see it as people are being asked to isolate i, I see it as people are being asked to regain their sovereignty and when people have identified with fear and when people have identified with anger and when they're but they don't experience sovereignty they experience isolation but when you have that sovereignty then you are able to come into real interconnectivity and in that connectivity there's there is no um there is there is deep peace there's deep connection with everything but in that deep connection with everything as we are going through this growing pains of trends of transformation uh we start to really feel feel tangibly the pain of all beings not just human but all beings the trees the land the water everything but if you are feeling that pain don't take it as a sign that you're going in the wrong direction or you're or you're too close to the edge or you're uh too sensitive or you're you, sh you should turn away please please don't don't turn away because turn turning away from that which is asking us to step forward is the moment that depression takes hold so when we are shifting through these different layers of awareness peeling off us and we get scared connect into your sangha connect into your community connect into your ashram connect into your loved ones find faith find sovereignty find surrender and step into the heart and it's going to be a, it's going to be a circle it's going to be a spiral of layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of peeling away and calibration and peeling away and calibration and sometimes you'll feel unbelievably in love and quiet and connected and able to hear and and so grateful for everything and then there'll be other moments where you are just crippled with sadness for the reality of this moment and both are the same energy of love but you can't you can't transcend duality without being willing to witness both sides of the coin 
and then choose your actions beyond both of those sides. Negative, positive, transcend. We have to start choosing love over anything positive. We have to choose love over anything negative. We have to be able to see the negative, feel the pain, witness the pain, feel the gratitude, see, feel, experience the interconnections, and still come into a response rather than a reaction to either of those things, which means we have to slow down. Faster is not better. And believe me, I really don't feel that we want to rush this transition. Um, do you remember when you were a teenager, 13, 14, maybe 11, 12, and you just wanted to be a grown-up, stay up as long as you wanted, watch whatever you wanted, buy whatever you wanted, live on yourself, don't get told what to do, nobody's telling you to do the dish. You wanted to be an adult. And all of those adults were like, dude, to be a kid again, to, to be able to not carry the weight and the responsibility of that freedom. And that's what I really feel like we are moving through now. We are these children that are like, oh God, we just want to be in the fifth dimension. We just like need to be in love. We like, we need to open the hearts and we need to, but it's just like, whoa, you actually don't have the capacity to just jump. You can't be 11 and just start playing your own bills. You can't be 13 and just doing whatever you want. You don't actually have the layers of awareness and maturity built up to be able to hold that responsibility because feeling, being able to feel everything is a tremendous responsibility. Being able to understand everything is a tremendous weight to carry. To be able to experience the interconnectivity of all life is an, an incredible um, responsibility. I'm not going to use the word burden because it's not a burden. It's an honor, but it's a responsibility. Because in experiencing the interconnectivity of all life, you will also acutely see where people are choosing to fracture the interconnectivity of all life. And then you have to let them do that because that is their path. So don't rush the process. Do the work. If you feel anxious, come into faith. You feel angry about something, widen your perspective. See what is right action and come into it. If you experience depression, know that this is your soul saying, hey, I love you. You signed up for more than this. You signed up not to go any further along this path. Stop. Come out of fear. Come into trust. And your life force energy will re-mobilize itself to step forward higher and higher and into the heart and into truth. But you can't find truth or love, or an open heart through the dead end of anger.
So, no pressure. <laughs> this isn't exactly, this is not the exactly the, the, the turn I thought that this lecture was going to take, but that is what has come through. So, even if it is cloudy today, the sun is shining. The light is there, even if you cannot see it. Faith is there, even if the only thing you experience is fear. It is there. If you're watching this, it's because you are ready. So stop doubting yourself and start trusting the path and trusting the work and do the work and grace will prevail. No more that I am. Thank you for joining us in our Consciousness and Connection podcast. If you liked this episode, please follow us, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics you would like for us to explore, please connect through our website at ishtadevniwas.ca. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on Life with a Y. It's our online community. The link is also in the show notes. When you sign up, you will receive one week for free. And don't forget, soften and expand.